Hi, welcome to the Cooking Sustainably podcast. This is Marcy, your friendly neighborhood dietitian. And I'm Joe, the misinformed consumer. Uh, so first off, we would like to apologize for our long absence. We had met to record a podcast each week, but um, life got really busy. Mm-hmm. It did. And um, so first we apologize, but what were we doing then at that time? What were we doing? Yeah. I got a haircut. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you released your lentils book. You yeah. You work with so, that. So we ate a lot of lentils, and I finished a cookbook called oh, yeah. Lentils Pantry Gems, which is for sale on the Apple iBook store. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to eat more lentils, check out the cookbook. Oh, yeah. It's really good recipes and yummy, uh, tasty. Yummy and tasty, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of leads into um, what we're talking about today, which is the gut microbiome. Lentils lead into the gut into the gut microbiome. Yeah, and I'll talk about that in a later later on. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. It has to do with like healthy diet. Oh that. Yes. Okay. Uh but let's let's get into the nitty gritty about um all the little microbes that live in your your gut. All the microbes. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Like yeah. how many? Like um I don't know it has two kilograms, of, wow. which is about four to five pounds of, of bacteria, mostly, that live in your small intestine, large intestine area. Cool. Which is a lot. You know, you think about that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's part of your weight. So, yeah. four, four to five pounds is bacteria. Yeah. Please don't purge the good bacteria from your body. <laughs> And uh, an interesting fact about all this, um, this bacteria that lives in your gut is two-thirds of it is unique to you. What, like a fingerprint? Yeah, it is. Wow. So yours is going to be different than mine. Hmm. Yeah. And it's going to be different from our neighbors. Okay. So it is like a fingerprint. It's a very, it's really interesting how that works, but they're really doing a lot of research about um, how the microbiome works with health and, you know, how they can, you know, treat diseases and there's like even fecal transplants where they're taking fecal Fecal. matter, yeah, fecal matter. Okay. From a healthy person. So the thing about somebody is donating their fecal matter to um, to someone who needs it, who's so, like having some digestive issues. So like super healthy Brett down the street, you know, fictional person, super healthy Brett can donate his poo from inside his testing intestine to you if you need that transplant. Exactly. Is this uh, effective? It is. Actually, it helps. It helps the person who's having issues. Um, you know, it could be a, a whole host of things that are happening, but um, usually someone's colon just isn't working right, or like they need to repopulate repop- their <laughs> their bacteria with some healthy bacteria. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways to do that is with a someone else's fecal matter. Dude, so you literally have to take someone else's crap. 
that's what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. Well. <laughs> that's not something we would, I don't think 20 years ago, we would have been thinking about fecal transplants. Well, but it, it gives a whole new meaning. I don't have to take your crap, but maybe you do. Maybe you do need it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is like a very emerging field in, in medicine and health right now, and even um, in dietetics. Mm. So um, we want to make sure our gut microbiome is happy and healthy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so some of the things that we've known for a long time is the bacteria help us absorb and produce certain vitamins, so like vitamin K, mm. and some of the B vitamins like B12 and folic acid. So bacteria do play a role in like in vitamins and minerals. Oh. how we absorb them or produce them. That's why, like, when babies are born, yeah. um, so when a baby's born, their bacteria in their gut isn't really developed yet. Mm-hmm. And so as they pass through um, the birth canal, they they take in bacteria from the mom. Mm-hmm. So it starts to, their bodies start to realize that that's, that's what they need. And then um, as soon as they're born, babies are injected with a vitamin K mm-hmm. because um, vitamin K works with blood clotting, so they want to prevent hemorrhaging or anything, any issues with newborn babies, and so they inject them with vitamin K because their systems aren't um, developed enough to produce vitamin K in large quantities. Oh, wow. So that's why we do vitamin K right after a baby's born. Yeah. Okay? Hmm. Um. And then, so those are the things that we knew that was going on, but what we didn't know is, you know, how much it's actually playing a role in our health. Okay, so, like, does it have any role to play with, like, immune disorders or anything? Yeah, they're doing some research about that. So autoimmune disease, like maybe MS, which is something that you suffer from, or rheumatoid Mm -hmm. arthritis, there is some research they're doing about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they really look at obesity. Yeah. So obesity, like someone with a who is ob- obese, may have a different you know, population of bacteria that's maybe like the the bad bacteria, and not as much of the good bacteria. Mm-hmm. And then someone who's diabetic, for instance, they've done research that they have um, lower amounts of this good bacteria that is anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And so it causes an acute inflammation response in their system, and that also produces insulin resistance, and it's like all sorts of things happening just in the gut when it has to do with diabetes and insulin resistance. Okay, so what about, I've read uh, about the gut microbiome and mental health issues. Yes, and they're doing research about that as well. Like, um, if your gut's not healthy and you have really low levels of some of this healthy bacteria, um, it can lead to depression. So it is affecting um, your mental health, mental status. Wow, that's really uh, cool. And so what's interesting about this population of bacteria in your gut is... um, any changes that you would make in your diet, say mm-hmm. like you're not eating very well, say like you eat fast food every day, you're not eating fruits and vegetables, so you have like a pretty, you know, not a great diet, right? right? So your your gut bacteria is 
pretty high on like these, they will call them bad bacteria. Okay. Ones that are causing this inflammation response. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say you're going to go cold turkey and you're going to go, I'm going to start eating fruits and vegetables the next day. Well, as soon as you start doing that, your gut responds very quickly. Okay. And so it doesn't take very long for you to repopulate your gut bacteria with some, with the good stuff. It doesn't take very long? No, like you're talking like a couple days. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. How do they determine what uh, a healthy gut is? So, um, <laughs> so you have to look at uh, the stool. Oh, wow. And how often you're going. Yeah. So it all comes down to your poop. Yeah. Just like what they said on scrubs at one time. What did they say on scrubs? Well, like, you know, if you want to know how, if you want to know the answer, look at someone's poop. And it was the episode where you're looking at everyone, they were doing stool samples. Well, yeah, I mean, your stool does say a lot about your health. Yeah. So, um, you need to know, you need to be able to read your stool. Yeah. You can tell a lot from the sounds of the truck stop, too. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to leave that one. Um, you, you can walk by and just say, you have an unhealthy gut microbiome. You should work on that. <laughs> because they're grunting? Yeah. Or... <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not quite sure where you're going with this. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. But the effort was there. <laughs> okay, so what's next? Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> there's some things that can, aside from diet, there's some things that can interrupt the gut microbiome. And one thing is antibiotics. Oh, okay. And what if you're on antibiotics to treat some sort of infection, um, it can cause GI upset, so it can, can cause diarrhea. GI? With gastrointestinal okay, upset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it'll cause diarrhea. Ooh, that's never fun. No, that's mm. never fun. So um, if you're on antibiotics, you need to make sure you're, you're eating yogurt or some sort mm. of something that would help out your gut bacteria. Uh, I also heard about having surgery interrupts your, your system. Oh yeah, surgery is very disruptive. Mm. It causes um, uh, constipation usually. Mm. So, you know, I don't know, like, it is going to interrupt your your bacteria levels in your, in your colon, but um, eventually your body comes around. It's just a surgery in and of itself. I had open-heart surgery, and it was, it's very disruptive to the mm. whole body. It's a shock to the system. Okay, so let's say someone with absorbency issues. Mm -hmm. Like, I have B12 and vitamin D issues, you know, from my blood level test. How do we increase the likelihood in our gut microbiome to, for a, you know, to increase the absorption factors in addition to you know taking the supplements? Right. So um, your B twelve, yeah, you're you're having some issues absorbing it. So you do take a supplement for it. Mm -hmm. um, and the best way is to really making make sure that you're eating proper diet mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about um there's something since we're doing all this research about um the gut microbiome mm -hmm. there's all these things about the gut microbiome diet uh, okay but this sounds trendy but let's 
let's not even call it that. Let's just, just call it, well, healthy eating. Oh, okay. All That's right? even better. Yes. Um, so the whole thing is fiber. Mm. That is the key. Eat your salads, fruit and vegetables. Yeah. So mm. you have to have fiber. And this is where lentils come in. Mm. And this Yummy. is where all your vegetables come in. Mm. Uh, legumes, whole grains even are in this category. So you want fiber. Mm. Okay. So yeah. you want soluble fiber. And soluble fiber is like what you would find with oatmeal. Oh, okay. Okay. So you eat steel cut oats every morning? Yes, I do. Every morning. <laughs> so that is your soluble fiber. It forms a gel mm -hmm. uh, in your system. It's like a big colon slug. You're right. Right? Yeah. And it, that helps form your poo. Yeah. Mm. One. And then there's the insoluble fiber. Yeah. And that is found a lot in vegetables. So mm. your roughage is what my grandma would have called it. Like broccoli. So <laughs> broccoli or salad. Something like that. And that is kind of like the fibrous fiber. We have a diff more difficult time breaking that down. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, mm -hmm. So you want a combination of those two so, types of fiber. So one's like a big colon slug, and the other one's like a big colon snake that just... Yeah. Right. Okay. You, right. Need, you need to have both. Oh, okay. Makes sense. But fiber's key. Americans don't eat their allotted... Uh, how much they're... They don't get enough fiber, basically, oh, yeah? from their diet. Mm. Um, we eat... Maybe 50% of what we're supposed to be eating. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, um, and it's reason because we eat a lot of processed foods. Right. So if you eat like a lot of white bread, white mm. rice, white flour products, you're not going to get as much fiber as if you would chose like the whole grain versions. Right. Yeah. So if you have the brown rice, the whole wheat flour, mm -hmm. the fruits and vegetables, you're going to get your fiber. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the other key is to make sure you're getting your fermented foods. Okay. So like what? So like yogurt. Okay. Yogurt. Yogurt's number one. And then you have like sauerkraut and kimchi. And kimchi, yeah. Yeah. Kefir. So, kefir. Mm -hmm. So these are all really good. And what they are, they're the probiotics. Yeah. Do pickles count? Pickles are fermented, but... What about beer and wine? <laughs> I mean... I mean, they're fermented. They're fermented, but that's, that's not talking about they're alcohol. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. But okay. they're, they're not part of the probiotics. Oh. So all that fiber-rich food where I was just talking about, the oatmeal and everything, that's mm -hmm. a prebiotic. Mm -hmm. And then now you have the probiotic. And that, like, for instance, kefir and yogurt are um, live-cultured. Right. And so they are inoculated with this good bacteria that our gut really wants to have. So inoculated mean that they contain it, not they somebody can... sitting there with an injection needle going. <laughs> no, they they contain these lovely little pieces of bacteria that um, will populate more in the stomach, and it's really great. And what those that bacteria does, it feeds off the prebiotics. Mm -hmm. Say like you eat yogurt and and oatmeal together every day. So if you eat those two things together, that means that the probiotics are going to eat the prebiotics. Mm -hmm. And that's why you need them both. Oh, that's cool. Just helps you have a healthier gut. Yeah, it does. Okay, there, so you don't have to really think about it as a diet. It's just, I'm just going to eat a healthy diet. I'm going to eat my fruits and vegetables. I'm mm -hmm. going to have some yogurt every once in a while. I'm going to have maybe kefir, whatever your fermented yeah. choice is. Because this is a big issue with uh, 
multiple sclerosis uh, sufferers like me, people mm-hmm. who have it, uh, these digestive issues, and they're really terrible. They go from constipation to incontinence, you know, and that is one of the largest conversations in the MS society and support groups and all that is, well, how do we manage this? And and they go right to that. That's why a lot of, uh, you know, people with MS consult dietitians or are referred to a dietitian. Right, because you have to have you have to have both of them. You yeah. have to have. It's not just to eat the yogurt or drink the kefir mm-hmm. every day. You have to have the pre the prebiotic to for that bacteria to feed off of. Right. So you have they need to work in concert with each other. Cool. And it should be known that you know they do studies about when it comes to obesity mm-hmm. and everything um, and highly processed foods. They they're doing studies about this, and what it does is. It's limiting the growth of the beneficial bacteria. And what this leads to is intestinal inflammation. Okay, leading to the limits the growth? It limits the growth of that really good bacteria that your that your gut wants. That you're building up with the pre and right. So if you eat a lot of really highly processed foods, you're mm-hmm. gonna kinda harm the bacteria in your in your system. So you're killing your gut by right. Oh, okay. And highly processed foods are like, you know, fast food and chips. Yeah. We, we love chips. But uh, chips. <laughs> yeah. yeah, chips. <laughs> mm. Yeah, basically anything from a box or from a drive-thru is going to be pretty bad. Yeah. What about the, the stuff at the grocery store? Like you get, you know, let's say one of those... 